Before we jump into this episode, let's hear from our friend Nolan and every podcast I love is dead. Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. I got a great show uh, show lined up. My guests this time are a female front and hard rock band from Houston, Texas, and they released, recently released a brand new album entitled For Last Month. Please welcome the Metal Birds. Whoa! Thank you, Matthew! <laughs> Thanks yeah. for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Joining me from the Metal Birds, we got Suzanne on vocals and Sly Rye on guitar. Thank you. So yeah. Much. <laughs> so how are you, Matthew? I, I'm doing good. I've been. Uh, I woke up at noon, so I guess that's a good day, right? Oh, uh, rocks. Yeah, like uh, I just woke up like 45 minutes ago. So yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's awesome alright uh, well, before we dive into this interview I know we got much to discuss but I'm going to start it off uh, with a fun question what music have you guys been listening to this week oh my god I've been listening to a lot of uh, Sirius uh, Lithium it's a good channel it's, yeah, good channel it's my favorite channel so that's what I do on the way to work on the way back home from work that's, what, that's my mainstay Lithium India, lots in the indies. I stream the indie stuff all the time because uh, I like to hear all the new rock. But indie, I take my chances. But uh, you know, you do hear a lot of cool stuff. I I've, I've left mainstream radio once we discovered, you know, like a year ago, all this indie stuff is like this is this is cool, and they play us. That's super cool. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, uh, so this week, obviously, I've been listening to you guys, obviously, because I'm chatting with you guys. Uh, but it's kind of funny. Like, I, I was listening to you guys, and then, like, my next uh, artist in my list was Metallica. So I haven't listened to them in a while. So I was like, I'll just keep it going. Why not? So I've been starting to listen to Metallica again. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the Black Album, like, was released, like, 30 years ago today or yeah. uh, this week or whatever. It's yeah. Well, what are you Metallica? What were you listening to, Matthew? Yeah. Uh, so it started, it went in order. So it went uh, Injustice for All, which it needs more bass, but that's yes. just. 
I have like up to the black album, so it's just all the old school Metallica stuff. Okay, uh, that's kind of where it's, after the black album, I kind of stopped listening for a little bit or most of it. So, okay. but classic Metallica for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it's you go. Funny how you'll hear a lot of indie music or indie rock when you put it on with Metallica and whatnot. It flows together nice. So I think there's a real opportunity for a lot of indie artists like us or any of these other rock groups where it fits in when you listen to a radio or a show and they'll put it in between like that, you can actually hear, wow, you kind of belong. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but it's it's very interesting how a lot of these groups and us, you hear a flow and then you're excited to hear yourself and then they play something like that after and there's a real flow to it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think especially with you guys, like you have like that old school like hard rock and even like some grunge elements in there. Like it's almost perfect with like you can line it up with so many other like different artists and genres and everything. Kind of just as you said, just flows into the next song. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the fact that we're really kind of like diverse with the grunge and the hard rock and like we can go into like classic rock and then we can go into like, you know, something like a, an acoustic set or it's it's kind of cool. Like, you know, we can pair you can pair it us up with anybody really in the rock scene. So definitely for sure. But uh, so before the Metal Birds, like, how did you guys get started uh, as a musician? Um, my parents and my biker uncles and whatnot out here in Central Texas and up in Michigan at the Cherry Farm. You know, when I was going to high school and Rage and Live were getting all the plays as MTV was dying, right, when it came to music, they only listened to classic rock. My parents were a giant record-collecting family. So, like, from the littlest age, it was Everly Brothers, Journey, um, you know, even even some of the pop stuff, Olivia Newton-John, my parents were just music heads. But when the family get-togethers would go down, it was the Skinner, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, all of that nonstop. And it just ingrained into me. So me and my friends in school, we went back, right? We were the kids that were like, Sabbath, you know, Iron Maiden, and doing all that, right? But that's where the influence came from. Is like, I want to play guitar like them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like how you threw in Olivia Newton-John in there. Like, he is in love with Olivia well, I'm not, You know, it's funny because my, my mom liked Xanadu, <laughs> right? She likes Xanadu, and then we all songs are like the epitome of classic pop rock, right? Those songs are they're funny. Yeah, like, when like doing- I want to write a hit. When I, when we're taking a break from like record like rehearsing, I'll like we'll break into Xanadu like for no reason. We have tried it before. And Greece, we've tried doing uh summer nights and uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. It's... You're the one that I want. That's the one that Suzanne really nailed. That was hilarious. Everybody was laughing. That was great. It was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks for real man. rock there, right, Matthew? That's some real rock there. Yeah. Oh, totally. But it's kind of real quick. Like, uh, so I listened to I don't know if you remember the Henry Rollins radio show. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Like, he'll play like you know Black Flag, Slayer, all these like hardcore, like either punk or metal songs, and he will occasionally throw in Olivia Newton John. I kid you not. Yeah, it's, she's <laughs> fucking awesome. Like, I mean, she was the epitome of '80s pop and like culture and it's like you can't not have you know sabbath without olivia newton john it just makes sense 
Right. Well, you know what? That's funny because the first time I heard Black Flag, you know, police story and those kind of tunes, they were from like the the, the stoner old kids down the street. And, you know, my eyes were just wide open. Like, what? This is music? Right? It's crazy. It, it is. Like, I've gone to a few like punk and like, like hardcore metal shows and it's uh, it's a, very different. It's a very different experience. I, I just don't stand where everyone else is. I don't like getting hurt. Oh, like a mosh pit? Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm good. I've had a couple elbows thrown at me in a mosh pit before. And so I was just like, you know, you run through and then you get the fuck out. And that's it. <laughs> You're little though, Suzanne. Somebody's elbow is going to hit you in the forehead anyway, just standing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can deal with the crowd surf. I've gone, I've gone to plenty of shows where there's crowd surfing, and mm-hmm. it's funny. I was at a show, uh, show in Chicago, and this dude, like he was, he was tall. He was quite, a, quite a bit taller than me. And like he's like, I hope I don't get hit in the face while crowd surfing. Sure enough, first crowd surfer that came in here gets hit right in the back of the head. And I was like, Oh, uh, yeah, crowd surfing is, crowd surfing is dangerous. I got dropped from you know, like I don't know six feet up straight on my back it was like oh yeah no it, it didn't but you know when you're when you're you know in the moment it's like yeah let's do that again i know better now but <laughs> yeah don't mind all the trauma i'm fine yeah it's just, well you come away with a couple black bruises and uh you, you know you have fun so <laughs> definitely but uh, so uh, sorry, I'll get back on track a little bit. Uh, so Suzanne, so how'd you get how'd you get started as a musician? It was basically the same thing. I started like like he went into like the the later uh, classic rock. I was more like the pop side. Like I loved Madonna, I loved Pat Benatar, you know Michael Jackson. That was my thing. And then like I started discovering grunge when I was in like middle school, and it was like, oh shit, this is the you know, and I was a grunge kid for forever. You know, I had my wide leg pants on and my ch- shut, shut up my my chain wallet in high school. You know, and I was that kid, right? I loved I loved music. I love fucking rock and roll. You know, my parents were the same thing. They they had records. They still have records out the ass. Like I remember specifically, my dad loved Simon and Garfunkel for some reason. So that stuck in my head. You know, eighties and the the um what we do in our albums like i i harmonize with myself and it, it all comes from simon and garfunkel and like stuck in my head yeah so that's where it started <laughs> so we got olivia newton john and simon and garfunkel yep. awesome yep. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting these answers no, right? it was not at all <laughs> i usually have some idea but uh, definitely not what I expected, but I like it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, but, but also, so uh, Susan, so you're originally from uh, London. Yes. Uh, so, what brought on the move, uh, the move to uh, Houston, Texas? Um. Well, my parents moved to the East Coast. Um. When I was about 10, 10, 11 years old, they moved for my mom was a nurse, and so she moved for a job. She worked at Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, for like the longest time. And then I came to Houston about um, five about five years ago now for my job, um, and 
I was working in Austin and at first, and that's where I met Rye and his group of, I don't want to say lackeys, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I was at work one day and uh, we had a tough shift and someone was like, hey, you want to come out for a couple beers? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I followed them to this, like, I thought they were going to kill me, like Chainsaw Massacre um, barn, like in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to murder me. I don't know these people. I just started. Right. And then all of a sudden you hear all this like fucking music. And it was Rise Barn in like the middle of no man's land. And they opened the doors and he, there he was up, up on his like little stage playing and walking out. And it was like, OK, this is cool. So I had a couple beers. You know, I'm feeling good. And then somebody was like, oh, she can sing. They didn't know me from Jack, right? They didn't know I could sing. So they were like, yeah, sing something. And I was like, well, do you know Sweet Child of Mine? And Ryan was like, yeah, I know that song. Come on. So handed me the mic and I started singing. And everybody's mouth was like, what? I was like, okay. Yeah. And then with Rocket Queen, she could do all the axle parts. I you know, Rocket Queen. That Rocket Queen's tough in the... The OOOs and Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, she nailed it. Everybody was floored. It was like, wow, I guess you can sing. Do you want to be in a band? Yeah, that's exactly what they asked me. Hey, do you want to you be in a band? It was like, um, okay. And then we started talking and became friends. And then I did really join the band. And that was that was, that was was it. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm glad Ryden turned out to be a mass murderer. That's always yeah. good. Seriously, where he lives, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, oh. It's all mesquite trees and cactus out at the ranch. It's There's not a whole bunch of, well, rattlesnakes and scorpions. We have plenty of them, so. That you do. Glad I don't live out there, but yeah. But his place is cool. Super fucking cool, now that I know. But before, it was like, in the middle of the night, too? Yeah, no, it's not fun. But <laughs> not fun. <laughs> no. Your ranch is not fun, apparently, at night. Oh, not at night, no. Well, if it's, especially if it's hot, you don't want to step on a snake. It's true. See, <laughs> I, I'm in Indiana. I don't have to worry about snakes or scorpions. I just have to worry about 18, uh, 18 feet of snow. Right. <laughs> You see, I'll take the snow because it kills all those critters, right? You know, I'm from uh, Maryland originally. Well, well, I'm a Maryland girl, you know, so. I As a kid, that's yeah. not the same. Indiana's Midwest, that rocks. That's right, Midwest, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all, we all we have is our greatest export is corn or snow. <laughs> <laughs> we can use some snow down in Texas, though. Seriously hot. It's yeah. only like 91 right now. Yeah, it's only, only, only 91, yeah. Yesterday, Houston was 93. I was sweating my ass off. So thanks. No triple digits today? That's kind of disappointing. That's what I was thinking. But when you wear, you know, when you go to work and you're all wearing gear and then it rains after it's been that hot, you're thinking, man, I wish I could be a rock star. Yes. <laughs> I think that's everybody saw it exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, you kind of touched on so how you guys met, how the how the band came together. So how how did you come up with the name of the Metal Birds? Well, so I work around airplanes, um, and that's what we call like 
the airplanes, metal birds. Yeah. It's like the nickname for it, you know, like the big flying metal birds in the sky. So like one day when we were like brainstorming, I just like threw that out there and they were like, that's fucking cool. Like it's like double entendre kind of thing. And I was like, all right, well then let's go with that. Like metal, at first we were metal birds and then we became the metal birds because like the beat. She's also a pilot. Don't let her be so modest. She's got skills. Yeah, I got skills out, out there. Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just have, I, I have my private pilot's license, you know, I'm working on, on the other stuff, but yeah, like I love, I love flying. I love planes. I love all that stuff. So metal birds, metal birds. So it's not what you think it's and then my name is birdie. So it was just like natural. It was like, Oh, okay, cool. Cool. So that's where we came up with it. Definitely. It all fit in. <laughs> totally. Totally makes all sense. Hey, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, coming up coming up to recent news. So last month you guys released a brand new album titled Four in September. Uh, so how was it writing and recording the new album? Uh, it was tough. We finally did it at Suzanne's house. She put a studio in her house, <clears throat> and it was interesting learning how to be studio people. It's completely different, and it's tough. Yeah. What do you mean by studio people? So well, our yeah. our first three albums, we we had you know we recorded them in a, a normal studio, and um, we were having issues, you know. And so I was like, you know what, I could probably do this my, myself. Like, let's let me try. So I was like, I started buying all the equipment, all the gear, and I had an extra room in my house. So I set I set up a studio basically. Um, and I was like, let's try to record, um, you know, it'll give us more opportunity to develop our songs rather than just going to studio because we're like on, on, on time, you know, and you have to pay for yeah. money, right? So you're rushing through the songs. So I said, if I set up my own studio, we can like actually time, have time to develop. So I set it up and that's how we recorded four. And it, uh, to me, it came out great you know i don't know what i'm doing really you know i'm no professional you know sound engineer but i did the best we could we got some help from some great people that we know our friend ray helped us <laughs> and uh he's been in the business a long time recording and he said well you could do this instead and so it was nice to also have some feedback yeah. and he said you guys are a rock band you need let me have you thought of this and so it was nice it, well he he did play on one of the songs uh, little lies, but uh, he he has a better idea of because he's been doing rock music for so long. Where he thought, you know, so it was fun arguing with someone new. Yeah, and he helped. He, I mean, he helped us out incredibly. He also mixed our stuff, and it came out to me or to us really better than our previous stuff when, when we were in a, a real studio. So, you know, I think that's the way to go from now on. Is like, and I, I learned so much how to. Do how to manage these these boys, right? Tell them, oh, you got to play it again. You know, like before, I didn't care. You got to play it again. No, and that's that wasn't good enough. And you know, arguing with them is my forte. So, <laughs> especially right when I'm like, no, that's not good. No, you didn't do it right. You know, you didn't hit that note right. And then on the other side, when I was recording, and he's sitting there like, no, nope, sing it again. No, nope, sing it again. No, nope, sing it. And I, I know that was payback from what I did to you. I remember when right, everybody, if there's people around that turns into two camps that become very quiet as Suzanne and Rye go head to head uh, and nobody wants to get involved. 
it's always like battle royale when we're recording and <laughs> you know but it, it turns out great and like when you start listening to what you record and it's like holy crap that sounds fantastic like yeah okay we did it right you know we so wanted a classic rock sound and he said yeah you guys these tunes we will make classic rock sounding so that's what we were really kind of going for as well mm -hmm. i think we pulled off what we wanted to accomplish at the beginning of it so yeah i mean it, it came out fantastic for what we could do you know i'm sure there's people that can make it sound twice as better as what we but you know it's it's what it is right it's it's fucking great and we love everything oh my gosh i don't know if you guys can hear me but something just happened and you guys i cannot hear anything you're saying you can't hear anything yeah i don't know what happened maybe i'm like oh, i'm well. I'm sorry. Let me let me change my mic real quick. He is changing oh, the mic. Now okay. I can hear you. Oh, you that can? Was, yeah, okay. that was really weird. All I heard uh, was super like, cool. Super cool radio has one of the best tech people um in the business, and that's why we love being here today. Yeah. Look how, look how fast that fixed, Suzanne. Look how fast. Yeah, see? I'm on I'm on top of this. <laughs> me, me, me and my producer who is also me we're on top of it <laughs> you're, you're like us we're our own producers yeah <laughs> I mean I mean you kind of have to be especially I mean with a podcast just starting out I mean no I mean I just do everything myself I mean that is what it is but <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool you gotta see me when I'm like um like at, like I do interviews at shows sometimes too and mm -hmm. like, okay, so who's all with you? I'm like, it, just me. It's just you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's me. Hi, cool radio, right here. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need is you, yourself, and you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with my multiple personalities, it could be like five people, but right oh, now it's just right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, so, right. Did you hear what I said about the album? Did, we get, did you hear that? Okay. No, I did not hear that at all. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. I could say it again. At least I remember what I said. Hopefully, the the album has the like cl classic rock sound, as you guys have said, but also like it's got a little bit of that raw and grittiness into it as well. It makes it, you know, it doesn't have to be super polished, and mm -hmm. that's what I kind of like about it. Is it kind of matches that classic rock feel where you had to be really good in the studio back then because you didn't have all the fancy technology to make you sound better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's pure rock that way, right? I mean, they didn't have, you know, all the drum machines and the, and the digital whatever they use nowadays, you know, to make you sound completely perfect. You had to be. You had to. Or, if you know, every little flaw was something that was completely cool in an album, right? You know, if he missed a note or, you know, the bass missed that note. And it was like, oh, that's fucking great, you know, because you know that they were really playing. And that's what we kind of capture we didn't want to you know we want to play everything perfectly but it, you know it's human nature not to and it, it just came it just came out fucking amazing to be quite honest then it, then it sounds right if we get a chance to play out to do a bunch of songs from four um it's gonna sound right because uh there's nothing fancy in it right you just guitar bass drums and shoes and that's it yeah that's all it is <laughs> 
it's music and it's like basic, right? You get you get usually like two Ryan's, two no, like two Ryan's, like one guitar, my one bass, one drums, like how many mics we have on the drums, and then like maybe maybe two of me, like as a backup, and that's it. I don't know who's gonna sing backups. I guess Rye Rye will. You We've all tried singing before, but they're nice and very the best voice, so you didn't start confident with that pick, though. Like, I guess uh, Ryan will. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like the best of a bad situation. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is why I came on super cool today. Really. He nails Olivia Newton John's Xanadu every time we play it. You know, he'll like you know push me off the mic and just go straight for it, and it's like. You know, I wish I had a clip. I wish I had a clip of you doing summer nights. And then everybody would see the real Suzanne. It's not funny. It's pretty good, actually. It, it, yeah. It gets laughs, right? When people want to see jam and they don't expect it, right? Because we've done <laughs> we've we've done kiss and then gone right into the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. And it's just funny, right? Not expected. <laughs> Always good when it's unexpected too. Like you know, like you go from like one, you know, one element to like a completely different one. I I, I always like that. You know, to always be caught off guard, especially like at a live show. I think that's kind of the point. That's why yeah. I don't want that list at shows. I don't you want know, to know what the set list is. Do you remember when we used to do um, Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills, and then go right into Captain and Tennille? It was. Oh yeah, we did try. We tried merging. Love will keep us together and run yeah. to the hills, and it's it's pretty good. We should bring that back. We haven't rehearsed that in a long time. Yeah, because it's unexpected, and it get like you see the audience, and it gets so many like people going like, "No way!" and they're like start laughing, you know. And it's a good time because people remember stuff like that when you do it. And that baseline to love will keep us together is solid, right? That's just a cool baseline. <laughs> when he first told me I had to sing that song and I was like, Are you out of your mind? Like that was it? that was Kevin, not me. It was his idea to put more oh, extreme pop through your mouth. Yeah. And I was like, You guys are nuts. And it worked. And it was like, wow, okay. Run to the hills. Love, love will keep no. I was like, all right. But it worked and it was fucking great, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I like how Ryan blamed the guy who's not even in this interview. Yeah, it was that guy. He did it. Yeah. Well, Kevin and I went to school together, so him and I played a long time together. He wants the simplest possible. He said, you know, he likes all that 80 straight da -da 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 bass, so that way he can worry about partying. <laughs> That's his world. You know, he wants to be, you know, he's, he's just real chill that way. Yeah, he is. I just need a song with three notes in it, and then I'm good. <laughs> Basically, you nailed Kevin right on the spot. Yeah. I know the guy, and I already know what he would say. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. What? Two notes? Oh, can I do three? Four? No, it's too much. Okay. Is there any more beer? <laughs> Wait, did we get a fourth member in this interview? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's off to the side, like by Rye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So uh, I, I got to ask, so you guys obviously uh, based out of Houston, Texas. So like, what's kind of like the music scene 
down in uh, Houston? Um, there was a lot of, you know, from from North Texas all the way to Houston. This is a good way to describe. There's a lot of places for a rock band to play. There is a ton. It's not just blues or country. There is a lot of places. You know, you can make set up appointment, right? They already have a sound guy. Austin's pretty good. Cedar Creek, Red Rock, Houston. Yeah, they're really good. If you just want to show up and you know work your mojo to. See if you can get a gig. It's a good rock scene. You know, Houston. But people is- like rock. What all these, you know, with the rappers and the EMD people forget, which is popular, right? There are still just as many places to rock, 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 and people will be there appreciating it. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of places in Houston. We like to play out in Austin better. Um, it's a little bit more of a rock scene out there because, you know, Houston is known for its, you know, rappers and, uh, I don't know. I don't even know half of them, but I, I don't listen to rap. But you know, right, don't listen to it. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, anywhere in Texas, it's all country. It's all rock. It's it's made for guitars. You know. Yeah, that's the way to say it. It's yeah. very guitar oriented. Yeah, oriented. So it doesn't matter if you're playing country or you're playing like the blues or you're playing rock or metal it doesn't matter anywhere here people will come to see you because they love music here it's and it's wonderful for that you know it's wonderful yeah that's really awesome i know kind of where i'm at there's um not like a couple of venues had to close down obviously from you know obviously last year yeah much i know the midwest is like more like very cover and tribute band heavy uh so they obviously get a lot more shows than actual original music which i'm kind of disappointed in but uh, it's kind of the Midwest. Yeah. But the Midwest- going up to Michigan in the summer, by the way, you're invited next year. Cause we've got a out at the cherry farm. It touches Lake Michigan and we always invite people. So you're invited. It's fantastic. We party up there for 20 days in a row and cook out and rock out. But, uh, um, we noticed that the stations up North, it goes rock, 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 rock. And then you hit the other ones down here. It's rock country. Right, especially in bigger markets, but it seems like the Midwest, driving anywhere in the great state of Michigan or, or the Midwest, you know, it's Bob Seger, AACDC, the two songs from Hendrix and not his catalog, the one song from the Beatles and not their catalog. But at least they're playing Priest and Metallica and Ozzy and the radio. And Bob Seger again. And- yeah, and then Bob Seger again, yeah. And Metallica <laughs> covering Bob Seger. Yeah, oh, always. Why do they play those back to back? And then they play that live one of Kid Rock with Metallica at Bob Seger. And it's like, come on. I already heard the song twice now. No, we got to get the Kid Rock quota in for the day. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you nailed the radio stations. Though. I think we have like one country station, right? And like the rest of you, we have like new rock kind of, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. The the rock stations going more into like electronic something, whatever the new rock is nowadays. Yeah. Like new rock, whatever that is. And then there's like yeah, and then there's like classic rock and like four talk radio stations. Like that's uh, much, yeah, and like an 80s channel, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that everyone's a Jim FM or a Dave FM or a Bob FM or a but they do yeah. all that 80s stuff. Those are fun listening to those 80s ones because you know, as a little kid again, having the cars cranked 
at a big party, you're just like, wow, everyone's getting wasted. But you realize they're all nodding their head and tapping their foot to it. Yeah. This is clever, right? Even a little kid can see the potential in a a melody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I like how he just nailed the, the radio stations in the Midwest. It's like, yeah, you're spot on with like just how that is. That's why I got tired of listening to the radio and I started my own because I'm like, I'm tired of listening to the same stuff. Sorry, Kid Rock, Metallica, Bob Seger, all in one. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, if we had known about indie music world earlier, because Suzanne's the one that introduced that idea to us, we had no idea. She was like, you know, this can get played on indie radio, you know, and she was talking to her friends that are musicians down there in Houston. And before you know it, we were like, how? What is it? And it's undiscovered. But then when you learn about it, there's regular people that are not musicians that are like, oh, I've been listening to this indie station and this indie station for the last five years. And mind blowing that there is such a worldwide market for it. Yeah. It's yeah, it was way a bigger than I would have guessed. It definitely is. And I think that's just the power of the internet. Like, you know, anyone, like, I, I, I play stuff from all around the world. It's just, it's so cool just how you're able to connect with different, you know, artists, bands, and people, just not, you know, not only in the U.S., but also everywhere, too. Yeah, yeah around the world. It's great. It's wonderful because people around the world are making stuff that you wouldn't even think to, like, like you wouldn't even think that you would like, but you do. And it's like, holy crap, that's a great song. And it's from somebody in like Azerbaijan, you know, or and you're like, where? But this song fucking kicks ass. And it's like, yeah, you know, and when we get people who listen to what who contact, you know, our website and it's like, oh, I love your stuff. I'm in Siberia. I was like, what? That, that, that doesn't make any sense to us, but it's cool. Like someone's listening to us in Siberia, or like. And then they remind you, rock like, isn't dead here, and you're just thinking, <laughs> "I didn't know rock lived there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the the music scene in America, like they've killed, you know, all but killed rock, and you're like, "Oh, everything is pop and rap and hip hop or whatever it is," and then you then you start like going outside the the American bubble and you realize, holy shit, rock's not dead. Like people love this shit all over the world. And it's like bars and grocery stores right in America, it's still going because people like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's very interesting, like what the rest of the world's doing compared to like, you know, obviously where where we live in the U.S. where as you kind of said, the, 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 the rock nowadays is uh i don't really consider if it doesn't have guitars it's not rock that's the way i look at it thank you 100 percent of that 100 yeah so i i I five dudes with a keyboard panned as a a metal act is nothing but don't forget me till you go go it's 80s where they just made it dark and heavy and it's a george michael tune only now they're "Ah," singing that when it's five freaking keyboards and a drummer that ain't rock It's not rock. No, nah. nah, and uh, well, my favorite was like I think uh, Miley Cyrus, like she got nominated for Rock Album of the Year, I think this year or last year. And I was like, I think one song had a guitar on it. And I was like, that is, it's not a rock album. I'm sorry. No, rock it's totally not. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, I, I remember that. I actually, when I would see some of them getting played on indie stations, 
I did tune in and I was horrified that that was rock. New yeah. rock. Right. It's new yeah. rock. Anything with new in front of it is not good. Like new metal. <laughs> and I won't, I won't hear that completely, but Squid <laughs> Biscuit's still around, so. <laughs> yeah. You say, okay, okay, all right. I will admit I have a Limp Biscuit record from when I was so like was and all of them rock. They rap too much. Wait, wait, they rap too much, but break stuff and all of that. That, that is some rock and stuff when <laughs> Yeah. But that was that was what twenty something years ago. Come on. Like it can't yeah, wow. you know it has to evolve. Rock has always evolved and then all of a sudden it stopped and it's like, come on, where's the evolution of it all? You know, they're still playing Evanescence from 19 something. Once it has a 19 in front of it, it should have like stopped and it should have evolved and it hasn't. And it's, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you have like the, the artists nowadays who are like, oh, I'm going to sound like that band because that band's famous. So I'm going to sound like them because that'll make me famous. So you like give like either like it all just sounds the same because they're yeah. all copying each other, or they're not even using guitars. So it's like right. I'm not liking this. Yeah, you know we've run across like there's great indie bands and there's bad indie bands. You know every everything has good and bad to it. We've run across you know I'm not gonna name names, but like people who like you think about it, they're like 20, 20 year olds, right? And all they've known is. They're, you know, what they've heard on the radio for the last 20 years that sounds exactly the same. So they want to emulate it. And it's bad. It's it's bad music. Like, you got to, I don't know. Well, no, you got to see, like, it's like if you want to take, like, you know, a little bit, you know, nuances, a little bit of elements from, like, you know, right. this, you got to make it your own. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like a, a, you know, karaoke of whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It just it drives me nuts because that's all I've heard for the last twenty years, and it's just ugh, grinds me. So that's it's, why we, we try to make our music more, yeah. a little bit more um, de deliberately various, right? We we vary our we're we're a little bit diverse because you don't want to always sound the same. You don't want to have a one hit wonder, and then you buy the album, and every single song sounds exactly the same and it's like this sucks come on that's what was good about them 70s and 80s you know Suzanne's turned me on to a lot of Fleetwood Mac mm -hmm. right that's her digging in the past and those guys are they're very pop and shiny whatever but they they understand melody and you can see why they still get played yeah because they take a real different approach to pop stuff. But again, they're each working with an instrument and a singer. So it's like, that's the right idea. All we have is us. Yeah. And if people, it's, you know, we come first, haha, this one's really funny to play. And then we rock them out. But then you realize, yeah, this is all we know. So we come first. And if anyone else likes it, that is so much better. When we get compliments outside our circle, that's even more amazing because all we're really doing is paying homage to what's been grilled into the head, right? Yeah. You know, when I first mentioned Fleetwood Mac to these guys, and they were like, ah, Fleetwood Mac, ah, you know. And it's like, okay, the one thing I love about Fleetwood Mac, even though, you know, all of them sing, right? You got Lindsay and you got uh, Steve. And you can do 
Yeah. Right. And they all sing. They all, all of their songs sound so different from each other. But as a collective, they are all still sound like Fleetwood Mac. Right. Even when Lindsay's singing, even when Stevie's singing, even when um, Christina's singing, they they all sound like a Fleetwood Mac song. And that's what we want to. I was like, and we need to try to journey, journey and kiss and all of those kind of bands that were 70s into 80s did that same thing. Right. The cars. There's another one that knew collectively it was that. But it's all about melody. So that's why we always try to like this is. Oh, if we could just get something rocking, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, Fleetwood Mac, another band I was not expecting to come up in this interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a new one. Listen, we've got a couple of songs we have tried to get on the last couple records that Suzanne's constantly pushing, and they're very in between Fleetwood Mac and Journey. We just haven't had the time, and we've played them on and off for a year and a half, or gone back to them, and we just haven't had the time to do a proper fix because then it turns into spit fire pee right once it gets going then it turns into a rock tune yeah i know but there's the next record when we put out new music hopefully they'll be on there because they're yeah. more in that classic classic rocks yeah classic rock. yeah we're developing some songs right now for our we're looking to the future for our next album mm -hmm. and it should be really interesting what we come up come up within the next couple months yeah we already have like last night while he was at work i don't know where you have the guitar he has a guitar at his job somewhere i don't know where he but he called me at what was it like three in the morning or something like that yeah that's why i just woke up <coughs> ago. but um he called me at like three in the morning he was like listen to this and he started playing this ultra cool like riff and i was like oh my god boom my mind is blown like that's a song right there so you know when once we develop these songs they should be they should be a little bit more diverse than even four is so but still within that same context of a bass but, a guitar and drums yeah, and but when you turn on the songs you still know that it's the metal birds you know you know that it's us yeah, I think it's it's cool to like you know, obviously to expand uh, your boundaries, but also still uh, you know obviously keep that. It's like oh, we know who this is just by you know listening to it. Okay. But hey, I look forward to all the cool stuff you got. Uh, so anytime Ryan's on a break, you know he's probably playing guitar. I I figured out. Uh, yeah, we do have a jam room at work. There's several guitars. There's basses in there. A couple of amps. Even a Marshall. Really. It's the only de-stress thing you have. You know, when you work rescue, man, you need to de-stress. You, I think there's more stress running social media than there is showing up. Doing that. Yes, yes. I do all the social media for me too, and it's like I either got like random people messaging me, or like this person's commenting on this, or this thing didn't upload because it's the Facebook's down because it's Monday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, so we all want to be heard you know you work just as hard as we do the the the, the indie people that's our collective the radio the podcast the bands the artists we're all like we all want to get something right and we all like the props but we we all know the ones that don't admit that the outside the band indie people my god like you said you're your producer yeah. We're all collectively just constantly working. 
Yeah, I know. We have a product and you got to sell that that product and you got to work for it because no one else is going to do it for you. So we appreciate your all your hard work, dude. Like, seriously, like you're That's on why super cool radio. Super cool. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me here. Very, very fun interview. A lot of things I wasn't expecting to cover or even come up. Like someone starts off with, yeah, let me a new shot. <laughs> And I already knew it was going to be fun. <laughs> uh, before I let you guys go, so just a couple quick things. So if anyone has not listened to the new album, Four, what can they expect from it? Kick-ass music. <laughs> Rocking Dead. I like it. Rocking like Dead. It. Yeah. <laughs> if they go to Bandcamp, because that's a good site, if they don't have a Spotify or an Apple account, Bandcamp, the metalbirds.bandcamp.com. They can check out four and see where we're going with that classic yeah. rock idea. That's that's yeah. a good way to listen for free. And if they want to buy it, even better, right? Because yeah. it's all about promoting indie, I guess. Yeah, because like you like you know, we we do it all ourselves, you know, we gotta pay for everything. So, you know, come out and support. Indie radio and indie bands, you know, support us. We need the ching ching. Everyone needs the support for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to leave some links to the Metal Birds in the description of this podcast as well. Definitely check them out. So, yeah. uh, as we close out 2021, it's already October. We got like two ish months left. Uh, what are your plans for the rest of this year and the future plans for next year, 2022? Well, the plans for this year is to keep pushing our stuff, um, keep pushing singles off of four. We have a, a brand new single out um, that we just released right after the album came out called Little Lies. Um, it's an awesome, it's a rock song, but it also has, like all our songs have messages behind it. So my dad died last year and I wrote a song for him. And it's about remembering the good times, you know, especially when I was a little kid. So remembering the stories he told me. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be pushing more singles off of our, our album. And like I said, we're working on already our stuff for our next album. So I don't know when we haven't even finished one song yet. We're working on it. So we should have like another full length album sometime, I'm guessing next year. Right. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause I would like to still do that song called Matthews, Indiana. It's just a, <laughs> Working title right now. <laughs> Matthews, Indiana. It's all about the rock stations there. Yeah. That's yeah, that's right. All two of them. <laughs> but, and I would know which two. I've applied to them many times and they say, Yeah, we don't want you. So I go, fine. I'll start my own. Make your own station. Fuck them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's how everything starts. Hey, I, I don't like you, so I'll just do it myself. Exactly. Stream right. support, give a like to the Metal Birds. As I said, there'll be links in the description of this podcast. Try and do this with a straight face because having a good time here. <laughs> so definitely check them out. Give them a listen. Four is out right now. I'll leave links to the band camp as well. Give it a listen. I know you'll enjoy it. I've played uh, Life of the Party and Absolute on my show before. I really dig them. So everyone else should too. Awesome. I mean, that's you rock. Super cool radio is exactly that. Yes, so you rock. You are super cool. We'd like to come back again because it's fun. It's always fun talking to people from somewhere else that want to talk music. Mm -hmm. Too many bands. You know, we see a lot in social media where they only want to just repost each other's 
stuff and i think a lot of the dialogue's missing so this is these opportunities are so cool because you get so many different ideas you know you realize we'll get ideas from you today it always happens always because you get this dialogue going you know yeah we take inspiration from anywhere we can to be quite honest you know yeah that, that, that is that it's, it is awesome just having a conversation with somebody especially about music not mm-hmm. really about like you know anything else but just like music and life itself it's just always fun and it's always like i always like doing these interviews yeah well music is the common uh common denominator right everybody loves music unless you're deaf and you've never heard it before but everybody loves some sort of music so it's nice to have that in common with you know the whole world it's great yeah and for sure, and what I like about like you know my podcast, like I don't. There's so many podcasts out there right now that just like talk about like politics and serious stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that's cool, if, you know. That's what you want to listen to, fine. But like I want to have fun and talk music with people. That's what I want to do. Yeah, because it's fun. <laughs> music is fun. Creating yeah. it is fun. We have so much fun. We fight, but we have fun. You know, it's it's fun, and it should be fun. That's what makes you have to send us, make sure you send us the links and everything so we can get that out on our social media. I, I will. You need, to be, you need to be heard. You defend You defend new music. That's what this is about. For Suzanne and Sly Ryan, <laughs> Metal Birds, I am Matthew Thomas, the host of Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Woo!